for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it all right welcome everybody this is the reality czars podcast and we're your hosts nate and tony hello and we have an awesome guest on today his name is jerry but he goes by the cosmic marauder and you want to tell him where everyone can find you and yeah, you can find me a Cosmic Marauder at FreeJerry88 on Twitter. My YouTube channel is now Cosmic Radio. It was formerly Jerry's Thoughts. That's where I got a majority of my subscribers. And on Twitch, you can also find me uh, twitch.tv slash FreeJerry88. Awesome, man. So uh, we started talking on Twitter, and uh, you're an interesting cat. Uh, you what, what do you consider yourself? Are you a... Like, do you have a political philosophy or are you just more of a truther? Like, t- tell me about yourself. Yeah, so I think for a long time, you know, I was kind of just going my way through life. Uh, college, I mean, I think everybody in their 20s seems to be like a progressive uh, Democrat or a le- leftist type, you know, just from my I started there. UNM days. Yeah, I was a big, yeah. uh, I thought I was a Bernie Sanders fan. You know, we liked Obama, this and that for a long time. And then I kind of got... I got really red-pilled around, like, I would say, like, literally the 2016 election. I was at a – this is kind of a funny experience. I was was working at a brewery on election night, and uh, actually uh, one of the owners there was involved with the Democratic Party of Bernalillo County, so they had some friends there. And I just – I kind of was sitting there. I I voted for Hillary. I'll go ahead and put it out there. You know, I wasn't so sure about Trump or this or that. And I, I started to see just the sheer horror on people's faces as the votes started rolling in over the election night. And I kind of I started to see like Trump derangement kind of happen like overnight, I would say. And then after that, the thread that really got me going was the Hillary email servers, I would say. Then you get into some other WikiLeaks, uh, you know, Podesta emails again on that. And then I kind of just started to ask myself a lot more questions, I would say. Became fairly independent. I, you know, I'm exploring libertarianism right now. I listen to Michael Malice a lot, but I don't know. I'm kind of a free range. I don't like groups. I don't like groupthink at all. I try to be an individualist. I'm definitely more of a truther, trying to figure out the historical ties onto what's going on in this madness. You know, that we've seen this last year and a half. Well, Michael Malice is definitely a good one to listen to while you're on this journey. Um, I had a pretty funny, similar experience to you. Like I was a Bernie bro. Um, and I, I loved Bernie Sanders. And then when Hill dog took it, I was like, fuck that bitch. Like I was already anti, I was already super anti Hillary. I'd loved bill. Like I would have fucking blown bill, but <laughs> I hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, uh, but Hillary, man, I, she was just such an evil bitch. Cause like in my heart, in my heart, I was like, I'm a real actual progressive. I'm fucking anti-war. I know what Hillary did. I know that she's a fucking warmonger. I know that she's a neoliberal bitch. I know that she was anti-gay marriage forever. And then she just flipped on a fucking dime. Like I was already like, fuck Hillary Clinton. And so I, then I was even more fuck Hillary Clinton when she stole that shit from Bernie and so it broke my heart. Well, Bernie took and, it lying, um, not lying down, which is what turned me off. He a was a bitch. Like, that, that's yeah. really See, opened me up. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize it at the time. I don't know what it was. Like, I didn't realize how big a bitch Bernie Sanders was. <laughs> uh, 
but he is. He's a fucking, he's a bitch. Uh, and I was working at a restaurant at the, at the time, and, like, all the Mexicans were fucking afraid of Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> yeah. everyone thought that, and I mean, with good, I mean, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And he keeps talking about building the wall. And so, like, all, like, my dishwashers, the rest of the cooks, everybody was like, so when fucking Donald Trump won, everyone lost their fucking mind. I remember that, like, it's very, half the kitchen very staff weird. was crying, and, like, like because we had all been, like, joking, because we all knew Hillary was going to win. We fucking knew Hillary was going to win. And then Donald Trump, Trump won, and, the, like, we had been joking. We were like, El Presidente Trump, and, like, just, like, like fucking around, and then he won. And holy <laughs> shit, dude. Like, the fucking... The air changed. The most interesting thing about Trump to me, like viewing it from the outside, I didn't really feel like I had a dog in that fight, but I just viewed it as like a really curious like experiment, like a social experiment the whole time. Like, look, like what is happening here? How far is this guy going to go? Is this like a joke? Is this a joke campaign? What is, yeah. what is it? Looking back on it, it seems really interesting that this guy has been public our whole lives. Like there's never been a time when this guy has not been public. And just how hated he becomes. And now I'm thinking, like, well, if they could do that to him, they could do that to anyone. There's a whole history of that motherfucker just being a cartoon character of a... Well, he was on... I mean, he was on Saturday Night Live, for fuck's sake, doing Hotline Bling, you know? Like, parodies. Yeah, yeah. He's on all these shows that hate him now, so it's just funny to watch... The transition. I think this is like a little bit. I mean, this might lead into some stuff here uh, later too. But it, it makes me, it makes me really wonder. Like, may, we like to think about Trump as like, or a lot of people might have viewed him as like a super outside force, and maybe he was that much of a uh, threat to the establishment. But I'm like, what if you're just five percent from the deviation? What if you're just that like two to five percent outside the standard of what we accept in this bipolar political? you know, situation that, like, you know, just being anti one or two wars gets you absolutely crucified by the deep state, by the media. Like, what if that's all it takes now, you know? So, that's... Go ahead, Tony. Well, I was just like, that's kind of my take Hmm. on it now, where it's just like, I think he was a deviation, but not this radical one. He was just 90% online with everyone else, but... He wasn't exactly like he was taking power away from people in some small way. Yeah. I I mean, to me, it really depends on how far you want to go down the rabbit hole. Like if you actually think he's a real person that really fucking ran for office and uh, and he was genuine and he was at, you know, and then I then I agree with you. Like that small amount of deviation was enough for them to all systematically attack him. That he wasn't completely bought, sold, and paid for. That they couldn't completely control him. Um, But I tend to go the other route where I think that he was a fucking actor. I think that the whole entire thing was set up. I think that he was... Like, to me, the way I see Donald Trump is he's the perfect fucking patsy to attack capitalism, to attack the right wing, to attack, like, everything, like, uh, any type of nationalist or, like, any type of, uh, which I'm none of those things. I mean, well, maybe a capitalist, but, uh, but the last, like, breath of people, like, look at the people that are attacking right now with uh, the January 6th stuff. That's, like... Those are the guys that, like, uh, 
have fucking guns. Those are the guys that love the Constitution. Those are the ones that love the fucking country. Those are the ones that hate fucking socialism. Those are the ones that are like, like I'm never giving up. My anyways, he was able to uh, co-op them, use them, uh, really deflate them. I mean, I, I look at the, like the whole QAnon movement, the whole trust the plan. Yeah, like he fucking deballed and cucked this entire right wing guys because they were like. Well, should we get our guns to kill people? Like <laughs> they're trying to take our guns, and they're like, "Well, no, we just gotta trust the plan." You know what I mean? Like he fucking neutered a whole bunch of those. And I mean, I thought that a lot about the two stuff too, because there's obviously like, there's obviously just enough there, like enough red meat on that bone, right, to get a lot of people amped up. There was some, like, yeah, it was definitely a limited hangout, board. right? Right, yeah. But it makes you wonder who's... Well, how many of the Q... Go for it. Go for oh, it. sorry. Oh, I was just saying, like, how many people you know that got into the Q thing were really, like, die hot in that world? It feels like that was, like, an intro. Anybody that I knew that I would talk to about it was, like, definitely, like, lukewarm about it, but thought it was pretty interesting in, in relation most to the Hunter Biden things, the charisma dealings. I think people got a lot of really good information about that there. At least that's why I first started hearing a lot about this. But yeah. other than that, there obviously wasn't there wasn't much there other than continuation of the Epstein saga, basically. It's funny, man. Uh, I mean, they tied into the whole Pizzagate thing. They tied yeah. into the whole like Christianity and the whole flat Earth thing. It like co opted this well, entire weird like sound. movement. Oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Jackie. Mm. Yeah, I can hear you. Is it me? Oh. I can hear you fine. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Tony. Uh, okay. Cosmic Marauder, oh, I think it's something with your headphones, brother. My bad. My, it's my fault. Let me turn off this. Okay, no worries. Sweet. I'll keep going. So, well, I want you to be able to hear what I have to say, too, but I don't want dead air on the. <laughs> can you hear me at all? Okay, I can hear you now. Yeah, my Bluetooth. Okay, awesome. These headphones okay. suck. I'm sorry about that. No worries. You're not man. hearing any double echo from my mic, are you? No. Okay. Luckily. Sweet. Um, okay. So what I was saying about the whole okay, it it co-opted. Like I have uh, my mom's best friend. She's always been a little conspiratorial. She was always an anti-vaxer. She was always all these different things, which I didn't understand at the time because I was painfully fucking normie. Yeah. Right. And so I like I was just like, whatever. And then she like had to sit us down and talk to us about how she thought the earth was flat. And so then I, I really thought she had lost her fucking mind. I was like, oh, this bitch is absolutely insane. Um, and she started like she was an old Christian woman and, and she started like smoking weed, hardcore and stuff. I was like, she's absolutely fucking lost it. And fell flat in the earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh. I mean, she turned out to be right about a lot of things. Uh, I come from, like, a really conservative Christian background. And so, like, for a, for a Christian woman to be fucking sparking up a joint yeah. was fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> and, and I was smoking weed at the time, so she was, like, sparking it up with me. I was like, what the fuck? You want to hit this with me? So, anyways. Uh, but then she jumped hardcore on the QAnon shit. So, like, I was hip to this from, like, the beginning. I've been, like, hearing about the QAnon stuff before, like, anyone else even heard about it. Like, it was kind of... When the fuck did it start? It must have started around, like, 2000... 
right around the election, right? About 2016, 2017. Oh, man. When did it really – I feel like it kicked in. Like I said, I didn't really get into it until around, like, the Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like a little later than that, but maybe around – I'm thinking 2018, but – Maybe it started earlier. There's definitely rumblings on 4chan, I would say, probably as early as 17 with the Hillary email servers and Anthony Weiner and Huma Abedin. Well, okay, again, man, I just fucking, I hate that the entire QAnon movement and basically the entire Flat Earth movement also claims to be Christian. Because, <laughs> like, I'm a Christian and it makes us look like fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I actually, okay, to be frank frank with you, I don't really know if the Earth is flat or not. <laughs> I haven't really, you know, I can't prove that it isn't, but I can't prove that it is either. And so I I almost look at that as, like, another fucking PSYOP, another fucking, like, limited hangout kind of bullshit. And th- that's another thing to make you look like an asshole when you talk about truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I- but what's your insights? Is the Earth flat? Jerry, what do you think? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is the one I like to have the most fun with in my head. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. The one where I definitely pretend the most about. I'm like, huh, like, I I can. And th- this one's a really – I, I haven't traveled much, okay? I haven't been outside the country. I haven't been able to travel across the globe, this or that. Um I think that we've all been lied to so much over the last year and a half, two years. I think a lot of things have been really called into question in people's psyches, not just in the United States, but worldwide. I wouldn't be surprised either way right now. The fact that Elon Musk and Bezos are really obsessed with space, particularly this year. Better question. Do you think they even went to space? Probably not. I mean, I don't fucking think so. Remember dude. this article that came out like maybe less than a year ago when they said that uh, that the Earth's atmosphere went out like another fifty miles further or something than was originally recorded, or they they readjusted how far up exactly the Earth's atmosphere goes. Or I, that's fascinating. I, I didn't keep, know that. I keep like moving the goalposts on this a little bit. I did a Project Bluebeam episode recently where I, I saw some Stanley Kubrick uh, interviews in his later years where he was very uh, paranoid and sketched out talking about the Apollo missions and the footage he made or didn't make. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been uh, real big on we didn't fucking go to the moon. My dad loved Come that. The My fuck dad was born on. in 63 and he loves anything <laughs> Bigfoot and fake moon landing. Dude, my mom, if I I tell her that we didn't go to the moon, and she's ready to fucking, like, retroactively <laughs> abort me. Like, she's, like, she fucking gets so angry. So, so goddamn mad. And she actually had Werner von Braun come to her classroom oh, no. and talk to her. Because <laughs> <laughs> my fucking, my grandfather was in, he wasn't part of NASA, he was part of some, like, uh, uh, some type of military base, and he built fucking rockets. He was my grandfather was an actual rocket scientist. San so, Labs or Los Alamos Labs? Uh, what was the first one you said? Sandia or Los Alamos? It was so it was factory. in um it was in I want to say it was in Southern California, okay. but it might have been in the high desert. Uh, I can't remember the name of the 
Anyway, Jack Parsons territory too. That's where we're going to the you know founding of Cal Berkeley and Polytech and yeah, all the, uh, all the it, it's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like so, my mom has that whole like when I fucking told her that Werner von Braun was an SS officer. <laughs> and you would fucking a Nazi came in yeah. and talked because I had been telling her NASA was founded by Nazis, and she was like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> and then she told me that like Werner von Braun came in and talked to her as a kid. I was like, "He was fucking an SS officer." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, this is kind of a thread I've been in on lately too, and I've been researching a little bit, but I'm like. It, has the whole 20th century been just a slow manufacturing towards a technocratic fascist state? Has Have we been in like a really long yeah. 90 years now? Yeah. Yeah, is this what's way. happening? This is, I mean, Woodrow well, Wilson, you know, League of Nations. It's 100% been war. that, man. And once you start noticing, yeah, once you start noticing patterns and once it, like, once you start looking that they are trying to, well, first of all, they're trying to lower the population. Once you start seeing that, that all started from like 1950 on. Yeah. You can really see that big push. And you start seeing that they wanted, like they were, they literally used to call themselves technocrats. Like that was like yep. a society. Yeah. Right. And that was like in the thirties. And like, if you read their agendas then they, and they were very open about it and talked about it. And they were, again, they were very open. Uh, like the thing that you and I were, we discussed like we were going to talk about tonight. They were also very open about eugenics. Yeah. They were proud eugenicists. For sure. And it was uh, the guy, it was the, the guys that they funded the Nazis that made a sour taste in their mouth about eugenics. Like you, you, you weren't supposed to talk about it anymore, but that doesn't mean that they changed their ideology. No, they just changed the names. I was literally looking it up. Like the American eugenics society still exists today under a different name. And he was the mentor of a recent Biden nominee for his cabinet. So there's a guy that's about to be named, to, you know, have a position in Biden's cabinet. He was directly mentored by somebody who was the president of the American what it used to be the American Eugenics Society. Yeah. Oh, do you have names? Like the name of the organization? Let me, the let me see if I can person? find that guy really quick. I have oh, a tab. Yeah, I have I a bunch it. of tabs up here just in case, you know, I need a... That's the thing, though, as I uh, don't have them very much in uh, order. Yeah, I think like the technology too just has its own gravitational pull and people start these projects and even if they're not like multi-generational like consciously they become multi-generational just by you start something and someone else just inherits that world that you created and they seek power all right well here's the other thing though is that like if you pay attention as well like so many of the people that are in the media or so many people that are high up in the military, or so many people that are politicians, like, so is their dad. (laughs) You know what I mean? So is their grandpa. Like, and so it is, like, there is a huge, like, generational, like, they're this group of fucking people that think that they're elites. They think that they have a right, like, a God-given sovereign right to rule over us. Like, and they think that they are are betters, right? And so those are the eugenicists. And, and so it, it is funny, Tony. Like, you can actually find a lot of them. Their fucking dad was doing the same thing. Or he was high up and, oh, like... yeah, yeah. It's pretty nuts. 
I mean, nepotism, well, I feel like, especially once you have a corrupt institution, nepotism is going to run right So what it. you were saying is you didn't know necessarily if it was like a generational pass on, like that sort of thing. Well, I don't necessarily. I don't know, I, but I, well, the I, connections there, it could be. I definitely think people are benefiting their kids and this nepotism consciously. I, I, I think that when you look bigger into that, then it becomes like these generational plans kind of unfold. The people forget about them for a while, then people reinstate them. And like, I think a lot of people pushing for the minimum wage don't know the history yeah. of the minimum wage. They're just going like, oh, yeah, we want to help poor people out without realizing that they're going to cut them off from the job market, cut them off from society. But see, I think that the people that are pushing it, not not the people, not the normal dummies that are pushing it, they don't fucking know. They don't know that it was a racist thing to keep Jews and black people from having jobs. But the people that are actually passing the laws, I think they do know. I think I think they do know that that will ultimately affect business i think that they know that it will like it is it's gonna fuck everything up and i think that this i i don't know i so i i don't know that i think that so i like flirt with things sometimes right so i but sometimes i really do think that like it's all fucking manufactured and on purpose like this was all to to like basically crash the economy on purpose like if you see the way like the like monetarily They've made every stupid decision ever. And like how we've talked before, it's like these people aren't stupid. They do like they've Austrian economics has been around forever. Like they they know how the economy works. They just changed their fucking mind because Keynes like gave them an acceptable out. Like you can spend all this fucking money all that you want, but it's also you you know what I mean? And it's like Yeah, yeah. There's like there's some cynicism in there. I'm with I sometimes feel that way. I go back and forth, you know, it's hard to know exactly what reality is. Yeah. So what do you what think, you think what, Jerry? What do you think made them hit the emergency button so fast during this? Was it just as simple as COVID? Is this Operation Lockstep, do you think? Because, I mean, I, I know that the eugenics well, yes. was basically imported from the Rockefellers and then Carnegie back in the 1910s and 20s, you know, from England, brought over some of their academics over here, Margaret Sanger, a lot of other people, right? American Birth Control League. It's all seemed to be birthed from England, imported over here, then exported back out, you know, where we've seen it explode in Germany, I think. I have two ideas. One idea I believe in less, one idea I believe in more. One, the idea that I believe in less, but I, it's still sort of fucking true. We all knew that Donald Trump was going to fucking win. We all knew that he was going to be the fucking president. He was going to beat Joe Biden and or whoever the fucking Democrats were going to bring, right? Yeah, like, yeah. he didn't have, like, the greatest approval numbers, but the economy was fucking great. Everything was going fine. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really, but it looked like it enough that, you know, people yeah. just, like, they looked at their 401k and it was getting bigger, you know? And that's how, that's how normies judge the economy. Yeah. And, um... I really think that, like, you saw, like, every single thing that they could do to get him out of office. Like, they fucking tried to, they impeached him twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were fucking doing anything they could to get him out. And what did people say? They were like, the only thing that would get him out is if, the, if something happened to the economy. Yeah. Right? And so this was their, their perfect excuse. Look, there's some crazy fucking virus. Well, it's just the goddamn flu. But we yeah. can focus on the numbers and we can stretch it and make and pull this out of our ass. And we, you know what I mean? And they, they 
brought the economy to a fucking screeching halt, basically to get Donald Trump out. Now, that's that's number one, that I believe in less. What I believe in more, and I think that this is just, I think this is just fucking true, is that if you've been listening to fucking Ron Paul, if you've been listening to like any of these guys, like for any of the East, uh, the Austrian economic, um, like if you've been listening to Tom Woods, any of these guys, they can tell you that we were ready for one of the biggest recessions ever. Like we've been, we've been inflating this bubble, this fucking mass debt bubble. And the economy was going to fucking crash. And it was going to fail. Like their systems were going to fucking fail. And it was going to be very apparent. Who was in power necessarily. So they knew it was fucking coming. Like this was going to make 2008 look like, you know, like pickup sticks. Right. And so they fucking popped the bubble themselves. They used COVID to pop the bubble. They used COVID to screech the fucking economy, halt it, stop it. And so when the crash came, like it's coming right now, like we're in a fucking giant depression, like whether people admit it or not, uh, there's still work, which is good, but it's an economic crash. Like the dollar is fucking failing right now. Yeah. Like gas is like five dollars a gallon right now. There's, it's it's fucking ridiculous, That's dude. I thought it was right um, here. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, they did it on purpose. This was a manufactured a manufactured crash, and so they could blame, they could scapegoat it on this made up bullshit. That's what that's what I really think. Yeah, it's just really like remarkable to me. I've never seen nothing like this, like in at, like at all in my lifetime. I'm thirty three years old. You know, we thought OKC and we thought nine eleven was some shit, right? But they're making all the news, all the disinformation is out there. You know, I remember back in two thousand one, you would see news clips that you knew you saw live, and then like a few weeks later, you wouldn't. Have, I mean, nobody remembered what you were talking about. You know, one of the towers controlled demolition. There's news reports on local stations saying how it was going to be a set, you know, government was going to, yeah, whatever. We won't get into that, that rabbit hole too far. I'm just saying this, this has been really remarkable to see. I feel like I've been calling this out. I've been like telling my friends, everybody in real time, like giving them a play by play and still nobody's absorbing the information. You know, people in my work think, you know, the unvaccinated are dropping like left and right, like flies. I, for one, am not. I'm, you know, been asked several times by by my employer if I'm going to get it or if I have plans to. The writing is on the wall. Writing is on the wall here in Albuquerque. I don't know about out there, but uh, certain venues are already planning on not letting you uh, go in there without a vaccine. Sister Bar, one of our biggest and best music venues, they already came out and just said it. So I'm kind of wondering. I feel like New Mexico is like little California that we follow a lot of the poor mm-hmm. West Coast uh, governorship, yeah. you know, their model. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, well, we're in Oregon and we do the same thing. We yeah. copycat, like we look at Washington and we look at and and we look at California and we like our shitty governor is just like, yeah, whatever they said. Yeah. Well, also, this is so global. I mean, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Dude, England, <laughs> like, like, like like just name a place in the world and some some part of it is going through this which is the freaky part yeah why do you think i i I had a friend on twitter i'm talking to from australia they put out some cool videos on youtube a shout out g host tv but they um 
apparently what 16 percent of their population is vaccinated like what account for the disparity in that like what is it about i've been trying to figure out what is it about the australian psyche that makes them so resilient is it the fact that they've been <laughs> it started a prison that's what that's you know exactly and, what yeah the whole time it's like man they just Dude, there are the biggest pussies in the entire world. <laughs> like, they had one fucking mass shooting, yeah, and they gave the up all their guns. guns. All of them. Oh, and they just, dude, like, when I was watching that video of seeing those stupid fucking cops arresting that pregnant woman, she was like, I haven't, no, I have an ultrasound appointment. I have to go to the fucking, to go to the damn doctor. And she had said something mean on Facebook or something. And so they were literally fucking in their house arresting them and i was like yeah this was a video from australia that like this woman had said maybe it was like some covid misinformation it was something stupid and they were there to arrest her ass and she was like eight and a half months pregnant and she had a fucking ultrasound appointment and she's like trying to get ready to leave the house and she's like no i have to go to my ultrasound they're like no you don't you're going to fucking jail (laughs) and his car and her pussy fucking husband is just sitting there filming it. No, don't do that. No, that's mean. Why are you doing that? I'm like, go fucking punch that pig. Yeah. Like, I I mean, they they don't have guns in Australia. Like, I I think that I would fight a cop in Australia. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think they're going to shoot you and kill you, at least in Australia. You know, I'm really concerned because, I mean, this is making the news today. I think on ABC News, this already has like 230,000 views, but... I'm not. I'm not even joking about this. A middle school student in Albuquerque just murdered another student. You know, over some you know fight on the school campus. Took his gun from his dad's house. The dad actually realized his gun was missing. Went to school, tried to find him, and he ends up finding his kid in handcuffs. He's the one that. Oh, yeah, dude, oh, that's yeah. fucking tragic. And we know with our mayor here, look him up, Tim Keller, and our governor. They're just going to seize upon this to make this a gun control issue. The Democratic House uh, Speaker, I think she used to be. I forget what her last name is. What's your governor's name again? Michelle Luan Grisham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lady that went and got, she went to the jewelry store, right? Was that the story? Yeah, dude, she's been grabbing dicks left and right, too. She's been sexually (laughs) harassing, like, there's at least three or four men that were her aides that she's been accused of sexually harassing. She's basically the Cuomo. Is she cute? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) like 50-something, you know. Would you smash? My buddy said she was tiny, which when he says they're tiny in person, that means that he thinks they're cute. So maybe, you know, maybe a couple of people <laughs> at the casino out there at Isleta. <laughs> no, she's not cute. Her last name's Grisha. Okay. Grisha. Sure. makes me wonder if she has any ties to the Clinton, you know, donor, John Grisham. <laughs> I Probably, man. Bit, but Probably. it's hard. You know, they, you know, they obfuscate that kind of thing, you know. You think they're going to start locking down your guns? Like, doesn't New Mexico, aren't they a big Second Amendment state or no? I used to think that. Um, I mean, Arizona is definitely, Arizona, right? They have constitutional uh, concealed and carry, I believe. Here, you can you can conceal in your car, in your house. But we only have the partial version version of the castle doctrine, right? You can't exactly just... If somebody's on your property, you you know you don't have license just to shoot. You have to fear in your life, even when they're in your house. You still kind of have to make sure you're in fear for your life. When you, I mean, in Oregon, 
somebody could have a knife to your throat, and if you shoot them, you're getting arrested. Yeah, that's fucking insane. It's fucking crazy, dude. I heard about this. They give zero fucks. Who's this podcast? Oregon sucks. Recently. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no problem. I just think it's like relevant to this. Like, there's this county out there in Oregon. Apparently, I didn't really know this too much, but there are plenty of jurisdictions out <clears throat> out in the United States where they have like there's no real police. They're not funny enough to where there's like you know you can only call them between nine and five p.m. and it better be like an emergency or else you might not get a response. And this one lady lived in this one unincorporated part. I, I want to say it was Oregon or Washington, but she called the cops on her ex who was there pounding on her door. She was hiding fear in her trailer or whatever. The, the dispatcher told him, oh, we don't think that's enough of a threat. We can't send anybody. We don't have enough officers. We don't respond emergency-wise to things like this. Two hours later, she's, like, murdered, and her neighbor is calling in, like, just chastising the 911 operator, saying, like, are you happy now? You know, like, she tried calling you. They tried telling you this is going to happen. I don't think people really understand what they're up. Uh, they're asking for for this. This is my hardest argument with like uh, a lot of really hardcore anarchists like Michael Malice, you know, who you know really want to abolish police, have some real discontent. You're looking at one right here too. Yeah. I'm very anti-police. <laughs> I so I so understand it, but then again, I mean, we all know, I think deep down that the that the average American is just not ready for that kind of <laughs> that kind of world. Like no, they're not. And so there would be d- definitely a, a hard and tough transition yeah. because we have been so coddled like and it was it's been done intentionally. Like if you look at your average man in 1919, he's a different kind of fucking man yeah. than 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were ready to like they're not calling the cops. If somebody like fucking hit their wife, they're going to beat the shit out of them or yeah. they're going to go get their buddy. They're going to go get a shotgun. They're going to go fuck. I mean, that was a whole shotgun wedding, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they were fucking serious. Like, they, we, we were a different type of people. And we've been so infantilized. The state has done such a fucking good job yeah. at just making us pussies. Well, they've And it's like we... Yeah. Well, and they, they have to, right? I mean, that is what the state is. And they had to break us. I mean, uh, the state is... It, it, they claim the right to the monopoly of legitimate force. That is what that's what a state is, right? They are basically the mafia, and they're the king mafia, right? That's that's what the fucking state is, and so the police are their fucking goon squad. And I don't have look. It, See, anarchists like me, like private property anarchists like me and Michael Malice, or uh, we don't think that there shouldn't be cops. We just don't think there should be a state. Yeah. So I think that we would have a police force that would be a community. Like we would have a a community that was accountable to the community, right? It's a private police force. We would have militias. And that you would have, you would be able to call them. Like we live in a, in a world now that like we have the internet, we have cell phones, we have phones, like we, and like there are militias that like protect themselves. Like there's communities that protect themselves. Like, do you know that like uh, Orthodox Jews have their own police, uh, police force, like in, in parts of New York, like they don't fucking call the regular police. They have their own police 
and they take they police their are own like communities. Deputized? Are they like deputized by the city or is there no. they just they just do it, huh? They, they just do it. Yeah. Wow. They don't fucking ask. They just have and their own in New York, they, the like big New tough guys. No, I I don't think they ask. Wow. I don't think wow. they I think they do what they have to do. Yeah. And they have very low crime and they have like a very nice tight knit community and they all have understandings and they all know each other. And like, that's like, when I see anarchy, I just see no rulers. That's, that's what I, you know, that's what anarchy means to me. And so it's not that there's no rules, you know, there would be covenant community. There's a community and this is how we live. This is the rules that we follow. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out. I guess it's just really sad that people in this country just uh, they don't view it as a human right to be able to defend yourself with the absolute max possible force that you can't like. Well, see, that's the whole infantilization part. Yeah, it's like they they do the worst of like I watch your basic progressive, your liberals now, right? Your neo libs or whatever. They they want the cops defunded. I'm like, great, that sounds good. Let's defund the cops. But then they also don't want anyone to have guns. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't do both. Yeah, you can't both. I think the interesting thing would be not that's well, like, okay, like you privatize the police force, but then it's also like we get rid of the prison system. Cause like, I'm sure that the Jews in New York you're talking about, they don't have like warehouses where they hold people. No. A couple they, of dead bodies, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You never know about that. <laughs> but no, they use like uh, excommunication. They use expulsion from the community. They like, you know, and that's the way they police their community. They're like, you're going to lose all your family, all your friends, everyone you've ever known, any connections you have, you're fucking severed. You're dead to us. And that, I mean, that is basically how libertarians say that we should enforce law, right? Like that is, that's, and I think that's the right way to do it. Like if somebody, and I mean, if you fucking catch somebody molesting a kid, maybe you just put a fucking bullet in their head. Right. The community decides they're like this guy, you know, or maybe they kick him out and they say, you're dead to us. Or maybe they fucking, I don't know, you know. Well, with the amount of lives that we throw away in prison for stupid shit, where it's like, like, I think that, yeah, I could see where the police are a problem with a lot of things, but they seem to be the least problem part of our whole legal apparatus. The idea that we're just putting people in jail for lives just over stupid shit, piecemeal. That's fucking problem. So what I see is this, like, um, it, well, for, for the police generally, man, it's not even just that, first of all, they're funded through theft, right? They're funded through, like, expo- like we our money is taken oh, sure, away yeah. from us. So that's, that's problematic. Second, I would also say that having the state that is, you know, having law enforcement, that's all they fucking are, right? They're not really here to protect any of us. They're actually there to enforce the law. Um, and then, then the, the, the next thing that I hate about them is just that they're painfully inefficient and they're not, they like, if you fucking call them to, to like, if, if you're in a situation, like somebody's behind you with a fucking gun and they're pointing it at you and you call the police 95% of the time, they're not going to get there in time yeah, to save you. Really. They're just going to get there to, like, pick up the pieces. Yeah. And, like, hmm, who done it? You know what I mean? And even then, like, their fucking, their rates of, like, catching people are not that great. 
You know what I mean? So like, I think they're painfully inefficient and there's no way for us to hold them accountable because they're a state entity. Right. So that's, that's my issue with the cops. But like what you were saying, Tony is like the whole judicial system, the whole fucking like all of that is it's like, it's penal instead of like, um, instead of it being, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's like, we are punishing them instead of trying to uh, make amends for things. Right. So like if I embezzled your money, if you would like put your money in charge, like with me, right. And I took a million dollars from you, like you're not ever going to get any of that money back. I'm going to get thrown in a cage and I might get charged some fines Right. And the fines are going to go to the court. The state is going to take money and you're just kind of out on your ass. Like it's it's like punishment. Right. Or like, let's say um, I punch you in the nose and a cop sees it and you say, I don't want to press charges. That's my buddy. You know, whatever. We are drunk and he punched me. The cop is going to arrest me. He's going to put me in jail and he's going to like and the court is going to punish me even if you don't want me to. Like you're not going to get any restitution. Like, if I punch you in the nose and broke your nose, I need to fucking give you restitution instead of the court just then, like, putting me in jail for two weeks, right? Like, so it's like it's 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 punishing, but it's not giving restitution, right? So, like, that's my problem with the judicial, judicial like, justice system is because it's based around basically, like, the court – like the whole fucking thing is set up. Like the whole thing about lawyers, the whole thing is a fucking. Everyone is just collecting a paycheck. Well, it's like it's like the court system and, is basically like the HR of a small to medium sized company, right? They're there, they're there to protect the company. They're not really there to protect you or us. They're there to make sure the status quo is intact. That's even when I was thinking about like going back to law enforcement officers. At one point, okay. Like you said, they are stealing from us. They are locking up people at exponential rates. And then you see the same judicial, judicial, uh, the same judicial system get rid of cash bail and let out all these criminals during COVID at the exact same time we're having these alleged problems with police shootings and violent crime surges. It just begs the question, you know, well, what? Do you know how many women got fucking raped when they let a bunch of fucking sex offenders out of jail? I don't like, even want to. Like, countless, dude. It was that. fucking yeah. terrible. They, sure. they were just like, oh, COVID's scary, so we got to let them out. And then they were just raping. <laughs> they were just getting right back on the street. And, like, and a couple people got murdered. Like, it was, it was fucked up, man. And so it's, it's like, yeah, like you said, man, I, I – I don't fucking know. It's, it's kind of even similar. This is like slightly reminiscent of what we saw, I think, in the UK with some of the, the Muslim grooming gangs and their recent problems, you know, trying to deal with their I don't I don't know I don't know too much about what exactly the immigration issues are in, in England, but I know they definitely have this a similar kind of small well, parallel. They all have so we're getting way off now, but all of those like Europe Europe's issues with immigration are a hundred percent America's fault. It's a hundred percent America's fault. Yeah, and it all yeah. started basically with, well, I mean, I, I also blame everything on England. Uh, that's England is almost the cause of every fucking problem on the planet. Right. I, I can, I can, <laughs> I can tie it back to England somehow. I'll be like, and Tony knows that I fucking talk about <laughs> yeah the British empire anyways, but yeah. America, yeah. this is America's problem because what happens 
if I'm fucking carpet bombing your home? You know what I mean? Like we had all these fucking problems in the Middle East because we started them. We fund, we funded all these fucks and we needed an enemy, right? Well, yeah. And after okay, on that you know, too for sure. This is all started like because this is all the military industrial complex, right? So the fucking we we wanted. Uh, I'm getting up waste so many fucking tangents now. So we had a great enemy in the Soviet Union, right? We used that to build up our all of our secret services, basically, right? The CIA and the FBI, they just ballooned and turned into these big monsters that they are now because of the Soviet Union. We had this scaremonger, right? We had this, like, beast that we had to, uh, you know, and we used that to... Uh, build up the military industrial complex and sell all these fucking bombs, build these massive nukes, all these fucking tanks, all these fucking airplanes, all these fucking, you know, jets, boats, everything, submarines. And then the USSR falls, right? We had to create another great enemy, right? So we use this, this guy that we had been training in the Mujahideen. We used, Osama bin Laden. Oh yeah, Osama bin Laden was our fucking guy. Our we fucking trained him. Families, basically, the bin yeah. Ladens. Yeah. yeah, he's our homie. You can see him pictured with. I who was it? One of the fucking Bush family. You can see Osama Osama bin Laden like this, arm in arm with him. Like, I think he was uh, meeting with what? Like, wasn't? Didn't George W. Bush or somebody meet with them? Wasn't he meeting with them the day before nine eleven? Somebody I'm not 100% yeah. sure on that one, but uh, I mean, you can see pictures of Saddam Hussein, like Google him in the 70s. Yeah. Like he was wearing like fucking bell bottoms. He had an afro like <laughs> Os- Osama bin Laden was like he was he was an Americanized like, you know what I mean? Like we fucking trained and funded this guy like we made him into the monster that he is. And then we used him um, at least as like, I mean. Whether or not you think that they actually fucking did 9-11 right. or not, yeah. we scapegoated him. <laughs> yeah. So he either did it or he didn't, and we scapegoated him. So we blamed him for 9-11. And so then we had another great enemy. Because the military-industrial complex was not going to allow us to have any form of peace. Because peace is terrible for their fucking bottom line. So anyways, now back to the immigration problem in Europe. Uh that's all because we fucking turned our fucking the eye of Sauron on the Middle East and started just murdering fucking everyone over there and yeah. displaced like as soon as we fucking killed uh, what's his name um, uh, the guy that looks like me what's his name Saddam Hussein oh. I look I could be his fuck I could be <laughs> my dad looks like he was a fucking double of Saddam Hussein <laughs> uh, he could have been one of his doppelgangers uh, oh no. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm fucking Arab, and I don't yeah, even know it. Of, I'm uh, saying, yeah, there's fifty something of them. Maybe I'm Saddam Hussein's child. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyways, after we fucking killed him, we fucked up. I Iraq, dude. Like yeah. he was the thing that was keeping. Like, was he a fucking bastard and a dictator and a piece of shit? Obviously. But he created order and he created, you know, whatever you want to call it over there. So when that power vacuum came out, uh, just we fuck. And then we didn't. Anyways, long story short, all of those fucking people from Africa and the Middle East, from Syria, from Iraq, from Afghanistan, none of those people would be flooding 
Europe if we hadn't destroyed their fucking homes. For sure. We fucking destroyed their goddamn homes. Why do you think so many fucking Hispanic people are, you know, people from the South are trying to come to America? Because we've been fucking with South America and Mexico forever. Forever, dude. Like, if if they had a prosperous country, they wouldn't have to come here. But we did everything in our fucking power to, like to steal any of their fucking property rights so that like uh, any, like the banana republics, like, are you familiar with any of that shit that happened in, in South America? Oh yeah. Like we undermined. Former like, former like, major for sure. That was my favorite. Yeah. was Latin America, Salvador, Ugh. Guatemala. We took over the fucking government of Guatemala with 500 Marines in a radio broadcast, you know? Yeah. Our band's just fucking booked it and left some war of the world shit. You know, <laughs> they, it's crazy, man. So, America. That's happening now with the internet and COVID. What's that? That's happening now with the internet and COVID. Same thing. Yeah, like, this is one thing that, another thing I've been thinking about lately is, like, are are we infiltrated? Did all this, like, NATO, all these, like, free trade, all these bad agreements, free trade agreements and organizations, which are, which are never free trade, right? It's just always, like, more bullshit for military-industrial complex and consolidation of industries and all that has this all been like a slow burned one world government like are we in bed with china we yeah. infiltrated is this basically the decay of a yeah i don't think it's china world? doing it i don't think that it's any one country doing it i think it is a group of psycho fucks and yeah. i think that absolutely they're trying right now <laughs> like with with like the economic uh with those agreements like nafta or whatever the north american uh free trade whatever uh all of that thing is to get us to turn into like a north american union they want us to have a north american union like they have a european union and it is definitely a step away from world government i was like right so like um, just sorry just to interrupt really quick like at my job the other day we had this like hour and a half like meeting about what it means to be fair for life and fair trade certified and they straight up like just mention as one of their goals, trying to get like Northern hemisphere countries to be the status of producer countries to make us more equitable with the Southern hemisphere, more exploited classes. That's how they, that's how, that's kind of how they view the, the model in just the most basic sense that I could grasp. I don't know. It, it was pretty shocking. Like this is just in the literature now. This is just in my corporate, you know, my corporate handouts. Well, man, I tell you, like these people, like they they tell you what they're gonna do yeah you know and that's why like people are like you crazy tinfoil hat wearing psychos and i'm like all the time they fucking are saying it themselves (laughs) all like i'm taking their word for it yeah you know what i mean it's like i remember telling people i'm not that crazy what what event 201 was happening i was like telling people like dude are you guys watching this on the internet right now you know a month and a half two months before covid lockdown nobody Nobody grasps this shit. It's like, I almost feel like that they don't want to know. People are so depressed. Yeah. They're so beta energy. <laughs> They're so, I don't know what it is, but everybody just is giving up or tapping out right now. At least well, what was that thing? Yeah, it's overwhelming. What was that thing that they just ran, uh, the simulation that they just did right now, right? It was the where Klaus Schwab oh, was yeah. talking about how the internet uh, we're going to have internet viruses that we have to, you know what I'm talking about? Um, this is a newer thing that Klaus Schwab is talking about. This happened like 
a month ago. Oh shit! Okay, a cyber polygon. <laughs> oh, okay. The whole cyber polygon thing. Is that right? so like I got into Cyber Yankee, but people have been telling me more about Cyber Polygon. Like I learned about Cyber. What the hell is Cyber Yankee? That was this. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. I know it's like I'm getting like so crossed up with several different people on this. Cyber Yankee was like the Army National Guard and the military a couple of months ago. Like ran the simulation of like what if all the nation's utility grid came under attack like by by a ransomware. You know, like what would happen? Okay, and they did some this is related. Okay, this is exactly what it's about. He was saying that like our infrastructure, like our whole computer, everything is going to be under attack. Like that's yeah. what the cyber polygon is all about. It's about um, so maybe it's yeah, it's, it's fucking related. For sure. It's probably related. Yeah, that one kind of got yeah, me yeah. in trouble. I think I got man, I got so many strikes this last <laughs> these last eight months. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You even- We've got yeah. That's yeah. A, what's his, the Russian dude? Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Beshmakov, Besh, um, Yuri. Oh, Beshmakov, the, 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 the dissident the, or the former spy? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The former KGB guy who talked about like the four stages of subversion, where the third one is basically just screw up any infrastructure, like anything that people need that they depend yeah. on. So, yeah, internet going down. And then you got the Alinsky playbook out there with the riots and the destruction of private property and just... uh... Yeah, man, and and they are doing absolutely everything they can to keep us fucking divided and fighting. Because if any time we all looked up and realized that this was all bullshit, you know, if we saw the puppet strings that are fucking hanging over us, What's it going you know, to take and, now? That's the, what's that? Like, what's it take for people to like? I thought everything was so bad. Like I thought, like Epstein was going to wake people up. You know, I was like, well, okay, see, that didn't help. this is what I blame again. Again, I'll blame the the British Empire, man. They they were the ones that came up with all of these fucking strategies, man, and they've been perfecting it for centuries. Like what they did in India, what they did, what they did in the colonies in America, like they kept us divided. Like, oh, uh, I think I probably talked about this story, um, uh, probably on the podcast before, but like this, this is back in like, uh, 16 fucking hundreds when, uh, America was still owned by the British, right? This was a colony. So maybe this was like late or early 1700s. Right. Um, and we were having slaves coming over from Ireland too. Right. So we would have indentured servants oh, yeah. like come from Ireland and, but they had a very similar like uh, life to one of the black like chattel slaves, right? Like, and there was starting to become like a class consciousness between the Irish and between yeah. the black slaves. They were starting to like look at each other and going like, "Hey, this fucking sucks, right? Like, who you know who's who the fuck is our enemy, I'm right?" And they were looking at the, this too, and um, they they fucking divided them. And it, it, the British were really fucking smart about it. They started giving, like, extra... Like, that's when they stopped basically enslaving white people. They stopped because... And the only reason why they did that is because they had to make a firm, like, uh, break of, like, who's a slave and who isn't. Like what, like, what can we do to separate this? And so they were like, well, I guess the Irish are a lot closer to us than, than black people right. are. So they, that's one of the first steps when Irish people became white. You know what I mean? It was right then and there. And um, and so the, 
anyways, like, and they, they did this on purpose because if they hadn't, like, there was already, like, uh, there was, like, uh, uprisings and shit. And the Irish were going to start working with the black people to fucking run or to free themselves. They were going to free themselves from the British boot. And so the British fucking did this. And so I see all the parallels now. Like, they learned all of those lessons then. And, like, the same people, like, the same type of people, like, uh, they use those same lessons now. Like, they have a so fucking... Like, they politicize this vaccine. They politicize COVID. Like, you are a good person if you believe in COVID. You're a good person if you wear two fucking masks. You're a good person if you – you know what I mean? The way they fucking politicize this, that's why we're not working together. That's why no one is, like, looking up because we're fighting with each other. You know what I mean? Well, that all started with the teapot, like like back in the day when they had like the teapot and Occupy happening at the, about the same time, and there was a lot in common yeah. among those two groups. And basically, blowing like this whole economic system is bullshit, but they're not talking to each other, and that's when all that's of the division started. And then Trump came along. Heat too it was like right after that, and then nine eleven. That's when he first started. See, that's the saddest thing is that, like, there actually could have been a groundswell. There could have been, like, an actual fucking movement, like, between the left and the right, like, because they were all fucking, they, all they knew is that they were all disenfranchised. Yeah. We all knew that the fucking, like, that big banks, big business, Wall Street was ripping us off left and right. And, um, and it's just fascinating, man. Like, they fucking... It, it was another fucking psyop, man, and they fucking broke us. They broke the whole movement, and it's really fucking sad and tragic. What do you think is going to happen here in this country the next like few months? Do you think that? I don't. I, it's going to be really hard for me to see the protests amping up like they like to get to the level that they're doing in France and Australia right now. I mean, I don't well, know how much longer people are going to tolerate being mad. I think in my hometown in Carlsbad, New Mexico, which is actually one of the more conservative states. They just locked back down. They or they kick uh, the schools rather. They're back online at home. They're not going to school. So, what I see, which I think is positive, I think I see mostly negative things. To be honest with you, like, but what I see as a positive is like, um, as schools are opening again, there are a lot of normal, like just normal people that kind of lean conservative that they don't want their fucking kids to wear masks all day. Yeah. And there, there's, there's full on fights. This is in California, man. Yeah. This is like, like there's people fighting teachers, like getting violent at school board meetings. Like there's a lot of parents that aren't going to fucking put up with this shit. Now, what are they actually going to do? I don't know. Are they going to pull their kids? Are they going to fucking homeschool them? Like, which would be great, but like, um, or are, you know, are a lot of schools just going to like it's really coming down to the schools and it's coming down to the parents. The parents have to decide who is in charge of my child, who gets to make those decisions. And it's really going to fuck it. It's really going to depend on that. Yeah, I'm just what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I it's fucking crazy. I'm more worried about obviously the vaccine shit is nonsense. I'm trying to sort out the data like. It seems that vaccinated people are getting fucking sick, right? They're the one. Are they? Is that is that what the numbers are really telling us? I'm parsing it out. You've seen the fact checks come out left and right on Twitter. 
It's hard to tell exactly, but yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, who knows what the percentage are, but it's not, like, it's definitely not worth it for me to take something completely experimental for what little evidence there so is. Alarmed. They're just, any. like, so willing to throw the unvaxxed under the bus, and it's going to lead to something serious, I think, some kind of form of violence, well, or I don't know. I thought it was fucking genius what they did. At least, like, I, I don't know what it was like where you're at, but here, they took the boot off for a minute. They fucking let us walk into stores without masks yeah, again. Same. They let us have like a little happy, happy moment. Like restaurants were back at a hundred percent. Like you know, everything was fucking. It, it, there was no more social distancing. Everyone was like, "Are you serious right now?" Yeah. Like holy shit. And this Friday, this Friday, she put the boot back on really? and one hundred percent blamed. The anti-vaxxers, yeah. the people that are unvaccinated, We're next. which is which is the same thing. You can literally be like you like medically can't get it. You're an yeah. anti-vaxxer or you can get the fucking vaccine and still say, I don't know if this should be mandatory or not. You're an anti-vaxxer like they just give zero fucks. If you deviate from the fucking narrative, one cunt hair. You're an anti-vaxxer. What the fuck is in it so, like, that they want everybody to get it, like, so bad? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's a little creepy. It's I mean, a little creepy. it goes back to me, like, with Jeremiah, like, you listen to the episode with Jeremiah, it goes back to the Georgia Guidestones, the 500 mil, man. The 500 like, mil? They want, yeah. I, they want us dead. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do, but also they want control and they don't want chaos. I feel like just killing off like eighty percent of us. And it's funny because the smart people think like that's the, the thing that gives me hope about the, that. Here's the thing: vaccinated, and it's not. They're definitely like you look at the charts that the highest percentage of unvaccinated are PhDs, and I'm just like, all these. Yeah, no, but are going to be listen to this shit, man. Like, what I see majorly, right, is like. What I see majorly is this. Like, I have been calling this out. Like, Tony, I think you've been calling this out, too. That, like, clearly not everyone is getting the same fucking thing. Right? Yeah. Like, not, like, and I think yeah. the people that are actually getting the, what what do they call that? If, like, uh, if you had the fucking vaccine and then you get, you get COVID, they call it a, I don't, I don't remember. They have a term for it, right? Yeah. If, if you were getting that, I think you're the one that actually got the fucking vaccine. And I think, like, the only way that they weren't going to just mass fucking murder people was to give most people saline and to give a few people the actual fucking mRNA bullshit, right? And so they're playing the long game if they fucking because they knew that people were going to be hesitant at first. So if they were rolling out and giving everybody the fucking poison jab and poisoning and like fucking just killing, calling people like then people would just be like, fuck you. There would be a mass uprising. People would be like, there's no fucking way. I'm not taking that bullshit. Right. So can you think of a fucking better way to like to, to first of all, give most people saline so they're all healthy they're like i feel great i feel fine don't you yeah okay like the jab didn't hurt me and then they give the actual poison to a few fucking people and when they start getting sick you can blame the unvaccinated 
And so then you can put the screws in harder, and the next time when everybody has to get the jab, you can give them the fucking goods. Sorry. I think a lot of it's about control. Yeah. Um, So I think that you can put people under a spell. Like, you know that person who, like, hangs out with drug addicts and drunks just so they can have a sense of control Mm -hmm. over them? Like, there's that type of person. And they're not a good person, but they pretend like they are, like... And I feel like there's a bunch of those people, and they want to make us think that we're all sick. So we have control, and we have to go to them, and they get something from that power Yeah, man. I just knew, like, as soon as the mask mandate happened and the vaccination, I'm like, this is just going to give a whole lot of, like, really shitty people an excuse to be shitty in public and just to be open about it, and that's totally the way... Yeah, yeah. Did you see the Schwarzenegger thing? Fuck your freedom! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, here's a guy, like, 70 years old, I mean, he's always been somewhat a reasonable person, I thought he was governor, whatever you thought of him, he wasn't, like, a dick person, and I'm just like, you go out like that? Like, screw your... Dude, I found the, the best meme that I've seen out there was like there's a picture of fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's dad because his dad was in the fuck was a brown oh, yeah. coat he was in the he was in the he was a fucking Nazi he goes yeah, just like my father said yeah. show me your papers <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny uh, god damn Arnold Schwarzenegger I can't look at total fucking bitch way, man again. No, yeah no, man no, come no, on no, total recall what the fuck no, dude no, and no. you just jump in it. <laughs> you were supposed to be the last action hero, man. We need you right now. We're supposed to be rising up against Terminator. I guess he was the bad guy in the first one, right? So yeah, it's just really shocking. The plan is out there. Obviously, the media is going on board. You got Arnold. You got that fucking that ridiculous TikToker at the White House. You see that bullshit? Which one? Which one? I oh, made yeah, a fucking meme about that today. A Billy Benny Drama. Benny Drama. Who the That's fuck his is name. That guy. He has hundreds of thousands of viewers. See, to, to me, it's the most fucking retarded thing in the entire goddamn world. Having TikTokers, like, you're going to get eyes, sure, but you're not going to convince any of the people that you want to get the vaccine. Like, the people that are not getting the vaccine right now are not going to be convinced by Benny drama. I think some kids might. Like, the, inter- yeah, the, next, generation. Teenagers. the next generation. Yeah, but so many of those fucking teenagers. I guess you're right, but like the big holdouts, dude, are like inner city black people that are like, oh, yeah. fuck Whitey and fuck your medicine. Like it's seventy percent of black, black, black people Matter in Matter New York on Twitter now about the vaccine passports. It's fucking full circle CRT coming completely full circle and backfired on them. Have you, you haven't seen these at all? Good. No, I haven't. No, you got to send me some. It's like literally like there's like. <laughs> There's, like, literally, like, exasperated black man sitting on the stoop saying that, like, I can't go into anywhere in New York. Like, you know, say 5% <laughs> of black people aren't vaccinated. Black Lives Matter. The vaccine passports are racist. Well, I mean, that's the you whole know, thing, thing, man. It's, like, it, it's open segregation again. They're, like, no black no black people in the restaurants this in fucking New York. They're trying to convince people. Like, if they wanted to convince us, they would have to actually just sit down bring studies, talk, do long format discussions, like that way, not have a 12-year-old with nails. Well, not only that, oh, the no. CDC didn't run fucking syphilis experiments on any black man they could find in the 30s and 40s and sterilized Latino women in California oh, natives, then yeah. maybe a lot more people would be vaccinated right about now, but people kind of remember this shit when it's their grandma, you know? 
Like, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, that was the thing is like, I hate the right wing that like, like there's some right wingers that are pro vax. Like I'm, I'm talking about like Ben Shapiro, that, yeah, like that kind of normie bullshit. Yeah. Like the way he was dismissing, um, the, oh, God damn it. What the hell are they called? The, the Tuskegee experiments, oh. the way he said that, w- that was in the 1930s. And I'm like, it ended in the 1970s, you fuck. Yeah, you, idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> dude, you got to give shout out to Twitch, by the way. They let me show it's still up there on Twitch. I was able to show what is it? Medical racism by Robert F. Kennedy that Robert F. Kennedy produced one. It's still up there on nice. Twitch somehow, but they let me show it in its entirety. And man, that video is like, it's a few anecdotes. It's the Tuskegee experiments. It's the sterilization of natives and other people. It's very See, they, they always talk about the Tuskegee experiments and they were fucking tragic and horrible and awful. But I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, I need to look it up right now. I think it was like the Guatemalan experiments. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I think that might have been gonorrhea <laughs> but, or syphilis. It could have been. No, it was syphilis too. I mean, it was a few different things. But yeah. like, so, but in this case, they were, so like everyone gets the Tuskegee experiments wrong. They say that like, uh, the government gave those people syphilis. They didn't give them syphilis, but they knew that they had it and didn't tell them they had it. And so they just, and they didn't treat it. They, they just sat there and watched them. Too. They let them like yeah. worse them or make yeah, yeah. Positions. They were sending black nurses into these uh, communities. And yeah, so, it's yeah. really fucked up. It's really dark. And they, they let like people lose their fucking minds and go blind and lose their fucking families and lose their job and like lose their house. And they just, they let it happen because they wanted to watch and see what syphilis did to people. Right. So they just, they were like, well, this is just some black guy. I don't give a shit about him. I don't even consider him human. So this is fine. We can just watch and see what happens. Right. So, I mean, that's what happened with the Tuskegee experiments, but in fucking South America, they full-on gave people fucking syphilis. They were actually, they were paying prostitutes they knew had syphilis to go and yeah. fuck specific people and shit like that to <laughs> give them syphilis. And they did all kinds of crazy shit. And, like, I think with some people, they were, like, taking, uh, like, syphilis, like, pus and shit and rubbing it in people's eyes and doing, like, they were, like, full-on, like, just, like, the worst kind of bullshit, like, like the Nazis were doing like that kind of like experiment level they were doing in South America and fuck tons of people died. And America actually acknowledged this, which is pretty wild. America, like president Obama had to apologize and he did. He went on, he went on, you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's like why people and still people don't believe that it happened. Still people don't think it's true. I think it might be. Well, all the other, like, the MK Ultra shit, like, okay, like, psychological and not physical, but if you're willing to do that to someone mentally, well, you might fuck with someone physically. Dude, what, but the, the most fucked up thing is, though, do you know that these doctors were from, like, John Hopkins? Yeah. The doctors that were yeah. doing it in South America. It's the same fucks, dude. It's yeah. the same goddamn, like... And I think Johns Hopkins helped found, or they have, some, they have a big hand in the NIH to this day, like... I've just seen them several times browsing through articles, and I, I come across a stat also that some estimates say up to 25% of Native American women of birthing age were sterilized from the 1920s to 1940s. 
Going through all these corporate, yeah. these feeble-minded women, promiscuous women, women that like honestly like they sterilized three generations of this one family. I think in the Buck versus Bell case, they looked at uh, they looked at the lineage of these women, and the mother and the daughter both like graduated school and like had some like advanced education for the time, but they were deemed feeble-minded, weak-minded, you know, full hysterectomies, tubal ligations, very invasive stuff. Like- like, so they would go in for something normal, right? And then they would just do it? Like, is that how they did it? Like, sometimes they didn't even tell them that they had that they had sterilized them. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's definitely some cases like that. The cases I was looking at were basically people being deemed, like, loosely mentally ill. And that being used yeah, for yeah, a yeah. myriad, you know. See, that to me is the scariest thing, is because if you are deemed mentally unfit, you lose every single fucking right you have. Yeah, guns, yeah. You get everything. They can take you away. I mean, they can hold you. They can put you in a padded cell. They can put you in a fucking straight jacket, and you're just gone. And you're gone as long as they say that you're gone. And they can, and they have, you have no, uh, you can't, you have no uh, sovereignty over your body anymore. What medications you take, what, when you fucking wake up, when you fucking go to bed, when you eat, when you piss, when you don't like you are a fucking, like to me, that is the, it's worse than slavery. What we do to fucking crazy people. And to me, it's like the way we address mental health is just so fucked. And I see that as the most scary thing. Um, How long is it going to be until like, people that are QAnoners are considered fucking mentally ill. How long is it going to be until anti-vaxxers? That's going to be, that's going to be in the medical handbook. People that are hesitant against vaccines, that's going to be a mental health issue. Did you see the whole security? (laughs) Did you ever have a little lobotomobile? Oh yeah, I know about that guy. Yeah, yeah, there's one doctor just driving around with his wife giving ice pick lobotomies. Like, put an ice pick up to your eye, hammer, smash... Your brain Thousands of people yeah. did that because you have mental problems. So maybe I haven't you seen have Kennedy's sister. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Right. Rosemary Kennedy, JFK's sister. Yeah, I think it was Rosemary, yeah. and she was. I think she was pretty. Like, and she was. Uh, I'm pretty certain that like they fucked up in, during childbirth, right? Like, so she had had like low oxygen to. Um, when when they had, when they had delivered her right yeah and um so she was like mentally retarded basically was she but i don't think yeah, that, yeah she okay. was she was like she was like mentally retarded but she was just normally like she was just she was slow well, and she had some issues right that's why they said they did it alleged allegedly probably something like that <laughs> yeah. and so i mean what dude my my wife is a, like a, is like a caretaker for like special needs kids and stuff. Like, dude, do you know how many of them just like grab their dick and start jerking off? Like, oh yeah. If you have no inhibitions, like if your brain is just like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I if you have it. no like social stigma about it, and you're just like, I'm horny now. My dick got <laughs> you know. They just like, and so like the way that that was uh, like stigmatized, especially in that day, you know, like. I, what like what fucking year would that have been? Like in the nineteen forties or something, right? Or maybe even nineteen thirties. I don't know how old it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really fucked. Yeah, what? Uh, how hypersexual was she? I wonder. I mean, she probably just like would flick bean if you took her diaper off. Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
it is fucked up, man. Because, like, yeah, they, they did. They lobotomized her. And then she was never the same. She was never okay. They had to institutionalize her. And she was just, like, this secret that they had to keep hidden. Because, you know, the Kennedys had to have this, like, you know, mystique about them. They were in power. They were, like, you know, they were the fucking Kennedys. And they just had to, like, basically erase their daughter from history. Yeah, lobotomies were fucked, man. I, I definitely I studied a lot about the lobotomies and the guy who invented it. And he was just a liar, man. And, like, he would go to uh, – it was a different time back then, too, because, like – he basically he became like a fucking millionaire dude he, like he turned this into a business and he like uh he would go around and teach them and he would he would like uh he like you said it was like uh he turned it into like a fucking uh a Barnum and Bailey I can't even think of what yeah pretty much dude <laughs> like and like he would have he would put on a show for medical students and he would like okay watch this we have this dummy. Watch what we do. We're going to fix him. And they were like, clink, clink, clink. And, like, several times people would, like, die on the table. Like, it was not very many people had – I mean, no, no one should – this should have never happened to anybody. But, like, there were, like, some serious adverse reactions. Like, oh. I mean, <laughs> it should have never yeah. – it should have never kept going. Like, what the hell – like, do you – like I think the most buried story of the last two weeks that we both looked at it is that fucking that late term abortion research shit, right? The late term yeah. tissue that shit is straight up disturbing. And I found I remember in an article I read it was an opinion piece from Newsweek in May that was like it was like just as bad as this article, but straight up detailing the scalping of these newborns after they would be born somewhere as late as 42 weeks and i'm just like i'm trying Jesus to gain a rise dude yeah that's, you know, that's, that's 40 weeks yeah, is full term i know and that they they were talking about this warm ischemic kind of technology which is basically uh you basically you take the baby right away and keep it viable to harvest it alive is is for research i i'm just uh I don't know. There's a eugenics tilt there. This is coming out in the middle of COVID. The mRNA vaccine was alleged to have been... Am I wrong on this? It was alleged to have been formed from fetal cell lines, right? Stem cells. I'm sure, man. I'm, I'm, and then you got the Epstein, sure. you got the Epstein shit. You know, the Epstein dying in 2019. I get, this is like a very big... Well, he was in your backyard. Thing. Yeah, wasn't he? He was in New Mexico. He was doing a bunch of crazy experiments and down there. The he was abortion, a eugenicist. We're the late term abortion capital of the United States, by the way. This is like kind yeah. of my segue. I'm kind of losing my threads right now, but I'm kind of like losing my mind going through some of this shit. Um, uh, who is it? This was straight up. A, remember the abortionist Tiller out of Kansas, Wichita, Kansas? The one I think he was like. They tried to bomb his clinic. I think he was assassinated at some point. Well, two people that worked up to him are like literally out here, like they have two of the biggest like clinics out here in Albuquerque now. I'm wondering, like, I don't know, man. I'm losing my thread on this. Epstein, eugenics, COVID research, late-term abortion, stem cells, eugenics, stem cells, 
What are they like, dude? Well, they were this, like, like trying to breed perfect like, people. Epstein like, died before all this COVID shit comes out, right? The COVID lockdowns happen. Like complete like research in labs on shit and life forms that they shouldn't be, and now we're seeing all this slow leak again on stem cell research. I just wonder if you think there's a link between Epstein's death and like a lot of the weird shenanigans on a global scale. Like, did he have I, a lot of information? Do you think he was like that far in the inner circle that knew some secrets between yeah. the Wuhan lab and U.S. government, British government? I think he was, man. I, I honestly think he was. I, like, I don't think he was like a top guy, but I think he was. He was close enough, dude, that he I had enough. Fucking... There, I hope you guys got what I was trying to like put down. It's convoluted. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm. I'm going off what I think you said. So, Go for it. yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no worries, man. We ramble a lot. I ramble a lot. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so anyways, I, hmm. Jeffrey Epstein to me was, I mean, he was clearly like a Mossad agent and so was Giselle, uh, or Gislaine, whatever her name is, Gislaine <laughs> yeah. Maxwell. Like her father was a fucking uh, yeah. was a fucking Mossad agent too. He was the agent. one that stole the promise the promise software from Bill and Melinda Hamilton. Like he was like like all of that is super fucking deep, man. And then he got he got ganked. He got murdered because yeah. um, and uh, sisters are deep state as fuck too. Like there's just like that whole fucking family. It was it was a perfect thing and like. I don't know how Epstein got himself into it. Like, I find it funny, like the weird connections, like, like I think from what I, from what I've heard is like, he was a really fucking brilliant, insanely smart guy. And he was great with numbers. Like the guy was a fucking mathematician. And like, so he was first like hired on as like somebody that would like help do stocks and shit. Right. Like, and, um, and that's why he got hired um, by who's who's that guy's dad? Um, I know he got hired on with Dalton College. Second. Yeah, he got hired at that Dalton College by. But there's a connection. The guy that yeah. hired him, right, was what's his name's dad? Um, um, he was. Oh God damn it! He worked for Donald Trump. You know who I'm talking about? Roy Cohn. Yes. Maybe no, 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 not Roy Cohn. Uh, he was his like he was his AG. Who who was his attorney general? Barr. Yes, Barr. William Barr's Barr. dad was the one. Yeah, Barr's dad is the one that hired Jeffrey Epstein. So he's had these weird connections forever. So Bill Barr's dad uh, hired Jeffrey Epstein originally at this fucking prestigious fucking school as a math teacher when he didn't have the degrees or anything, you know, to show for it. Like he was completely like, uh, he shouldn't have had that fucking job. Um, and so I, I wonder how I, there was some weird fucking connection, man. I don't know like where Jeffrey Epstein's like, um, origins come from. Like, do you think that he is like from some fucking Illuminati bloodlines or something? Like he clearly thought himself as, uh, as like some sort of pure, like he thought his genes were better than other people's, right? Because he was trying to create like a super race of people right there in your backyard. He was, he was like, had a pregnancy farm, right? He had like a bunch of broads here that he was knocking up with his babies. What happened to those babies? 
is what I want to know. I, where's the sperm? Where's the fucking like? Where are the embryos? Are they still frozen somewhere? Well, his, his grant I, is I up wonder, for sale right now. Yeah, for like twenty. It's fascinating to me, man. Because whatever he was doing, they stopped him. Um, his dad was in, in the middle shit. of something. So, like, his dad was this really famous psychologist back in the day who developed cognitive experiential self theory. It's a dual process model of perception developed by Seymour Epstein. It's based on the idea that people operate using two separate systems for information processing analytical, rational, intuitive, experiential. That's just like a quick little blurb on like the theory that he founded, but it makes me think he's probably back in there with those weird Freudian eugenicists comes from that kind of line, you know, Galton or yeah, Galton, Darwin. I mean, Carol Quigley, Cecil Rhodes. He has to be. That's fucking fascinating. I was trying to find the thread because um, Bill Gates, his mother, is it his mother is a has Maxwell in her name. So I kept trying to like link the Maxwell names to the Gates. And I know that his dad like basically was going to be like the sixth or seventh, like William Henry Gates, but he changed it to where he's not like, he made sure that his name didn't continue in the number because they were worried of optics of it, I guess. I was listening to, uh, I think it was James Corbett. And he was like trying to look back like far into Bill Gates and like, he was he had found uh, a Bill Gates that had worked for like one of the eugenics societies, like because oh, Bill Gates' dad did run Planned Parenthood, yeah. right? But Bill Gates' dad's dad lived in this one specific area and was also a Bill Gates. I think he was like Bill Gates. This, anyways, they had found or whatever his name was, Gates had, was working for this big eugenics um, society as well, or he found his name, but he couldn't prove that he was the same person yeah but like all of those people dude like they go back generations and generations like and it is fascinating Yale, right that keeps coming up it's like harvard and yale and these weird nonprofits. well yeah i mean there's definitely the places where like that kind of culture is just going to be part of it like it's so entwined yeah i've never been up there like, you already got i the have no idea there. what it's like in those towns i'm just wondering it's got to be like fucking probably for most people it's pretty normal it's probably just some secret knock you gotta get yeah. i mean well can you imagine like yeah. they they are fucking told you guys are the generation of tomorrow you guys like at the graduating class of yale or harvard they'll tell them like you guys are going to be in charge. We're passing the torch to you guys. Like you guys, and like they're taught that their entire lives. Like these kids are being groomed. These kids are being like raised to be like by their senator father or by their, you know, or their fucking CIA, you know, uh, whoever, deep state dad. Like these people are raised and groomed and like, like for political office, for whatever it is. And they know that they're going to be somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And can I, can you guys see Pat's there? If I send you a link in the chat, can you see this picture really quick? Uh, send it, man. Okay. I've never really I, used the chat before. Yeah. This is like, it's from Patriot Soapbox. I don't know exactly how good the site is. It's just a picture, but just check out this picture if you can link, if you can click on it. Let me know. I am clicking on it now. Let's see. It's says breaking, shocking images. It's still, still loading. All right. Okay, so All right, I got like- I'm getting 
yeah, there's Ted Turney, uh, Ted Turner, uh, Anthony Fauci, Bill Moyers, Judy Woodruff, um, Irene Diamond. I'm trying to get this fucking pop up out George of here. Soros. Let's see here. No, thank you. Our favorite boogeyman. Come on, get the fuck out of here. I I can't see the rest of it. There's Tom Brokoff. Um, oh, you can't see all of it. Okay, now now it's letting me do it. Um, right. Tom Brokaw is right there. Oh, you fucking bastard! Can I? Oh wait, yep, I got. Him. Come on. Okay, there it is. Yeah, David Rockefeller, Barbara Walters, that evil bitch. Who the fuck <laughs> is Mamfala Remfeli? I don't know who she is. Um, Richard Parsons, David McCullough, Brooke Astor. Families represented. Yeah, nice to Leonor see. Annenberg, Irene Diamond, huh? This is like a who, movie we're in. Yeah, <laughs> this is the Carnegie Medal of Philanthropy back in two thousand one. Interesting. Good old Carnegie Institute having their hands everywhere, creating. I think they helped like uh, Cold Cold Harbor. I think they tried to. I think they helped fund that as well. Cold Harbor. That's Super really Cold. fascinating, man. Like. What the fuck is Anthony Fauci doing there? Like, why on earth would he be? Oh, this was in the middle of probably like post AIDS. He was probably getting a lot of accolades for the things he didn't do during the AIDS crisis. George, things he did do, or the sick medicine he was giving to people that was just crashing their systems the whole time. Yeah, we've talked about that on this podcast now probably a couple of times. I I had a a friend, like a stepdad, basically that uh, died from AZT. Holy shit. uh, He was... Yeah, I mean, he supposedly had AIDS, right? And... um, But he was... He was young, he was healthy, he was fit, and he didn't start getting sick until he started taking AZT. And then within, within like, a year, dude, he couldn't walk anymore, his fucking hair was falling out, he couldn't eat, like... And he he was fucking dead, man. We lost him. That's crazy. You know, and I blame fucking... Anthony Fauci. I think he fucking killed my basically my stepdad. Wow. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. It, it's I mean, they were overprescribing medicines like crazy in the 80s or 90s and I mean, they prescribed me, you know, I grew up with childhood asthma. They prescribed me like it, this uh, company got class action sued by the time I was like in my teenage years. They gave me like a adult nasal inhaler. I was just burning my nasal passages, you know, for a few years while I was on it. It's like, you get any money out of that? No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't part of it. No, I wasn't part of the suit at all. No, we were. Well, that's it too. Besides all of these other bullshit tests that they've done to Guatemala stuff. And now they're forcing lobotomy. They've done shit like that where they just, like, they overprescribe stuff people don't trust. Like, once you've been overprescribed or just given bad medicine, you have a natural aversion to just just taking stuff and trusting someone because they say... I, I just, well, these same people, man, have been... Sorry. Uh, these same people have been so suspicious of, like, big business and big mega corporations, and they fucking... They know that, like, the... Uh, 
the opioid epidemic and all these people like they they blame the pharmaceutical companies and you know and they were all on fucking board with this like i i have those friends that like they'll still tell you like i, I can i can engage them in this conversation be like yeah fuck the pharmaceutical companies because of x you know and we can and we can talk about that like oxycontin and all that crazy shit and but then you start for one second you might suggest that maybe these people don't have our best interests in mind when it comes to this vaccine and then they shut down yeah just wow it's like and then they're, they're like they're, no we love them thank you pfizer it's like they weren't making you know? enough money off of op- opioids that maybe there's probably i mean people probably aren't buying pharmaceutical drugs as much as they were 10 years ago because the news and the prs and the optics are so bad you got democracy now running pieces against the sackler family like who the fuck would have thought yeah. the mainstream just be able to like say that right now, but they can because they got shit that's much worse out there that everybody's taking and not even giving two thoughts about it. Right, they're not even asking their doctors. <laughs> Half these people out here aren't even consulting the medical professionals before they get this. I'm just going to guess it's probably fifty percent. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's just, it's fucking wild to me. Uh, and there are a fuck ton of medical people that don't want this fucking shot. Yeah. There's a, t- there's a ton of, like, nurses and I don't know how many doctors there are, but... My sister's helped I mean, basically at this point, you. like, doctors are just, uh, they're fucking med salesmen. Yeah, ever since the 50s or the 60s, I believe, whatever that act was that allowed doctors to advertise directly to their patients. Ever since then. And that was straight up a... Oh, who was the... That was a straight up Bernays... <laughs> that was a, definitely an Edward Bernays uh, influence right there. Dude, too. Bernays is such that a guy. Kind of dude. We could fucking talk about that guy forever. That could be a um, yeah, episode. Yeah, I mean, people used to be... People used to at least be cautious when it came. Like Johnson and Johnson gave your mom crotch cancer because she'd been oh, fucking using baby powder. You know what I mean? Like covered up like during all like that went so under the radar. That that just recently <laughs> got settled, right? Like a couple months ago. And then Johnson and Johnson just got in trouble again by they were putting benzene in their uh, in their fucking sunscreen, like a cancer causing. Oh my. God. Uh, and then Pfizer, I think it was Pfizer that just got in trouble for um, whatever medication, Shantix, I think it is, to help you stop smoking. Smoking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has chemical, uh, cancer-causing ingredients. So you're taking this fucking, this drug to stop you from getting cancer from cigarettes, and then it gives you cancer from taking the medication. It's, it's, it sounds kind of a lot like... Um oil industry giants pitching carbon taxes to you and then taxing you on the carbon you emit and the gasoline that you're putting into. It sounds like... Well, it's a double whammy for them, man, because they, first of all, having that happen, it just drives the prices up. So they're going to, their profits are going to keep going up because people are not going to stop buying gas, right? Nobody's going to stop buying gas. So their sales are guaranteed. So that's going to go up. And then their buddies in government are also going to get a kickback from this increased taxes. Right? So it's a win-win for both of them. They like giggle and then go out to dinner and go get a steak dinner without a mask on. And well, (laughs) our fucking restaurant's closed. Oh my God. 
You should yeah, you guys should see Albuquerque right now. It's a goddamn fucking war zone. <laughs> I swear to God. It always well, has been, though, man. Life. What the fuck are you doing in New Mexico? It's scary out there. I gotta out there. get out of here. It was kind of cool when I first came up here for college. It was actually kind of cool and coming, too. But it's gotten a lot. I can't even... Yeah, I don't even go out. I don't even go out for a walk anymore. I live a few blocks from university right now. It's turning into a shit show. I think we what already... state are you originally from? Phoenix. I was born in Phoenix. Then my family... My family's from Carlsbad. Family issues. Back to Carlsbad. Then came up to Albuquerque for college. But the homicide rate this year is already at a record. We're at, like, beginning of August, and the police department's trying to figure out how to get the DOJ to classify less deaths as homicides right now. That's, like, the big concern right now, right now politically. And it's... It, it's, dude, I mean, New Mexico's homicides were always fucking scary and off the charts, like... You guys have those reses out there, and like oh. those guys are fucking scary. Well, that shit goes unsolved most of the time. Most of the time, most yeah. of the time, people that shit don't even get reported out there. Like, it's that remote, you know. I mean, you're also in like, uh, like fucking nuke test testing zone. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know how much fucking how much radiation you're getting right now. Like, me and my buddy, that's why it's so fucking cheap. It's like a giant dude, military base. Mexico, yeah, a dude, it really is. Base. Between the whip plant out there in Carlsbad and Sandia and the hollow mountains out here, <laughs> east of Albuquerque, you know. I'm pretty I mean, there's just this huge price drop because, like, I was looking at houses, I think, in Colorado. And then you go, like, right there to New Mexico oh, and yeah. it's, like, $150,000 less for the same house. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's fucking wild. It's- Nobody wants to live in goddamn New Mexico. Uh, they're starting to find. We're starting to get some bigger buyers out here, but of course they're in the foothills. They're on the top of a mountain, or they're you know, yeah. They're not really. In yeah, no, that place looks nice. Uh, my friend was also telling me there's some really kick-ass places in Arizona too. Like, is there some mountains in Arizona? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not I, my buddy just bought a big-ass property out there for like nothing. I worry about it Arizona, though, because it seems like their politicians are kind of siding out there with the West Coast now a little bit, too. They do have good gun laws, but yeah, here's what happened in Maricopa. Not... We won't go into there. I was born in Maricopa County, and uh, the shit that went on there in this last election was pretty outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just a lost, it is a lost cause. politics yeah. at this point. Like, they can find your own tribes, find your own people, yeah. and just figure it out. Gotta go to Texas. That's what that's what a lot of people keep saying. Well, no, I mean, like, anywhere you're at, I mean, just, like, find people like-minded and just, because we're all so separated right now. We're, yeah. We all are. It's Do you see this flag behind me? Yeah. This is, an, this is an Agoras flag right here. The black and gray. And agorism is a specific type of, we just had uh, the fucking man that the main agorist right? on, our, on our show. Yeah, man, that was, that was That's why I was intimidated to come on. I'm like, man, you guys talk to some pretty influential people. <laughs> and here I am, you know. I have no idea why anyone wants to talk to us, two dummies. But, <laughs> we've, <laughs> but we've gotten some pretty cool people to talk to us. Uh, uh, but agorism, man, it's like, it, it, it's a type of libertarianism. It is anarchism. And but it's basically like solutions based, right? I mean, that's that's basically what agorism is all about. Like it started as anarcho-capitalism. Like they were like uh, um, 
Samuel Konkin was like homies with Murray Rothbard. And like he like was like intellectual, like uh, confidants and stuff like that. And they, they were both anarcho-capitalists. And then Murray Rothbard started playing with the LP a little bit and started flirting with the right a little bit. And uh, Samuel Konkin was like, that's a losing strategy. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see anything good coming from this. And so he was like, how do we, how do we get Liberty in our lifetimes? And so like what agorism basically is, it's not, it's not different from anarcho-capitalism. Like we we're we're ANCAPs, I guess, if you want to call it that. I mean, they kind of say they're anti-capitalists, but they're, pro-market sort of thing so it's it's a different thing right because they try to separate themselves from you know like state capitalism sort of thing i guess Uh, and a lot of people consider themselves left libertarians if they're an agorist which i could see because there's class theory involved as well but basically what it is man it's about getting your community together like it's about like getting to know the people like are you do you know anything about the freedom cells at all are you familiar with that Freedom Cells. Yeah, so go to freedomcells.org and look this up, um, and you can make a little profile for yourself, right? And you don't don't tag where you are specifically. Okay. Tag like a like a, a cool restaurant that's like six or eight blocks down the road, and say that's like about where I live. And you can put oh, like what okay. your interests are. Right, and so you can find like-minded people in your area. We're talking about so, like 1776, like tavern shit. Sort of, yeah, yeah. sort of, yeah. And and it's really cool. I'm I'm trying, like, because I'm moving to this little shitty town uh, that's probably about a half hour, forty five minutes out of Portland. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of the city. Basically, I'm moving to a little town, um, and so I'm. I just made a little freedom cell little thing out there and I'm going to try to find some like-minded people in my little neck of the woods out there. Um, and yeah, man. So, I mean, that's agorism. Like when the world, like we see everything crashing around us, right? We're seeing the fucking world end and, and it sucks, right? Like if you're, especially if you're a normie and you, or, or if you didn't see this coming and you're not fucking prepared at all. So that's, where I see agorism is the only answer to this. Like if you don't have a shit ton of money, like what all we can really do is like, we can make some mutual aid societies. Like, this is what I mean. mean, That's we're going to have to take care of Easton. Tell me about it. No, we're just trying to like, I mean, we just basically have some basic ideas. This is like, we both are getting into crypto a little bit, but we're trying to find a space right now because here in a year or two from now, we're not going to be able to go anywhere. We don't get a vax. Like in New Mexico, yeah. Albuquerque, like I could move, yeah. I could move to Houston where it might be another year later. You can now, but did you hear them talking about making checkpoints? Like yeah, they, no. they were talking about like, uh, that's why we just got to create our own space. We got to try to figure out our own yeah. way to make a private club, get a building, pay some rents on it, keep my shitty job. I do have to play by the rules, right? We all got to try to make a living somehow. And unfortunately I got to keep going to my fucking job. Yeah. Wearing a fucking mask still, you know, every day. Everybody's wearing masks. People are still asking well, see, the vaccine. that's the whole thing with agorism, too, is like, okay, so, I again, why I think agorism is the answer, we look at the state as the beast, right? Yeah. And we are trying to, and we see this beast. It's like a vampire, right? And it exists by, by uh, like, they're the exploiters and the exploited, Right. That's and that's that is that's basically agorist uh, 
that's a gorist uh, class theory is that there's there's only two classes really there's the exploited class and the exploiter Does class kind of go to like right? the idea of the predatory class that some people have mentioned yes a, yeah Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that that's basically what it is. So we see the, this beast as like the exploiters. Right. And the only way they exist, the way that they do is by exploiting us and like taking goods from us. They, they take money from us, like through taxation and different things like that. So agorism is very much like you see the gray and black. They 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 call it the gray and black market. So we try to do everything we can in cash. We try to do everything we can by bartering. We try to do everything we can by like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, crypto, uh, print, like grow your own fucking food. Yeah. Fuck the store. Like, you know what I mean? Or uh, pay cash and or like, you know, buy, buy fucking uh, eggs from your neighbor. You know what I mean? Fuck, fuck Safeway. Fuck Fred Meyer, yeah. you know, or what? We're already paying more anyway. Fuck right? Walmart. Inflation's coming to a certain point where yeah. we're all paying the cost. It's about so it's about like um, milking, or it's about like uh, it's about cutting off the source to the beast, right? Trying to make yourself self-sustainable in a way that we don't pay taxes. Like I know that's not, like the IRS just like got a boner. They're like, you know what I mean? They're gonna. Because they want to throw you. Well, not only just pay taxes, but also not jump through all the regulation yes. that just takes time from your life. Not going through the most inefficient processes to do anything. If you if you see like some social thing that you want to help fix, and some like minded people also are there, you can actually go and create a solution that will work in real life and not just something that'll just suck money. So I think like we can create like, like, yes, it is like the lifeboat, but the lifeboat can become so much better than this shitty ship that we're all. And it wasn't always like this here. It wasn't always like this in the United States, right? Like we take so much, like everything's recent history with the United States. Like there was a point where we were all pretty much self-sustaining individuals before this technocratic industrial, but I don't know. There, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the lens of what every American just seems it has to be. But we're all they're all such sheep right now. I don't. Understand so the way I see it, man, is that we got to have a revolution, but we got to have a peaceful revolution. Yeah. Like if we go, like that's why I disagree with a lot of people that are like, let's go have a boogaloo. No, you know, not. let's go have a. And I'm like, you're just asking dude, for it. You're retarded. Like, I mean, I, I, I love those guys. Like, and I think their memes are funny. Like, I, you know, and I'll, I'll giggle at it, you know. Um, but, like, come the fuck on, dog. Like, you think, like, you know, okay. And that that's self-defeating, right? I, I could say that, like, there's more of us than them. And if we all rose up together. But that's not going to happen. It's just not going to fucking happen. Yeah. And so if me as an individual were to like fight the cops or something, they're going to come in here and kill me. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, that's not what I'm going to do. So I'm going to have a peaceful revolution. Like, like Tony said, like we've used this analogy before. It's like, we're all on the Titanic and it's sinking. We have to. And like, and I see the LP as them trying to like them trying to fix the boat, but, but stay on the boat. Yeah. And it's and but it's like it's already too late, right? Like the system is dead. So to me, it's like we have to build a different boat, and that's that's what agorism is. It's about it's counter economics. That's the big thing. It's like we need to make our own systems. We need to have like so 
when we're not allowed to go into a fucking Walmart because we don't have our Vax passport, it doesn't fucking matter because we have our groceries taken care of. Why? Because, you know, like my homie has a big piece of land here. We're growing the fucking vegetables. Like I'm, I'm going to be raising quails in my new spot. Like I'm going to have a big ass garden. I'm raising quails. Why? Because quails within three months, dude, they're, they're popping out eggs and they're fully grown. You can I can eat them for meat. Yeah, they're cute little dummies. I can sit there and rip them apart and and eat them, or I can eat the fuck out of their eggs. They pop out an egg a day. So if I have like ten of these little fuckers, (laughs) I can, and then I can also sell these at the farmers market. You know what I mean? Or just barter with my neighbors, and I can be like, here's some quail eggs. You know what I mean? And I'll have some fucking meat. These little producing hens. They're quiet. They don't. They don't take much room. Like I can have a little spot. Like that's what we need to do. We need to be like. Like, maybe it's not going to be as comfortable as, you know, as what we have now. We can't just go to Walmart and get our cryovac chicken breast and, you know, all this bullshit. They were all fed a bunch of soy and GMO dog shit anyways. We're poisoning ourselves eating their fucking shit. Like, we need to... We need to become self-sustaining, man. And that, I think that agorism is that answer. That's why I think we're in such... I think we're in, like... I think this next six months is kind of going to be it. I think we're going to figure out exactly what we kind of have the spirit for as a country. Like, if we don't break in the next six months, then, like I said, like, if people just don't snap up and, like, really get serious about arguing or protesting or pushing back at all, I think we're kind of going to see the writing on the wrong. We'll be like, okay, this is how society is, and you got to just kind of shape your little world around you. I, I to me, to think it's all it. about that Vax passport, man. If that if that gets widely accepted, if that becomes a national thing, I think that there's zero hope for this country, yeah. and I don't I Absolutely. don't know exactly what to do about it at that point. I mean, I'm an anarchist, anyways. Like, I mean, it it's a weird thing though because like, gun to my head, do where do I choose to live? I might be an anarchist, right? But gun to my head, where do I choose to live? Yeah, over here or fucking America? I'm gonna pick America, right? We got a good thing going here, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's like uh. you know the best thing about being American is typically you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to uh, deal with our American foreign policy, right? You don't have to be a victim of (laughs) of our. Horrible fucking. I until that is completely on its head now. With how well, that's what the whole January sixth thing was about, man. How that, like the whole Eye of Sauron has now turned inward. Did you see the new? You know what I mean? And we're finding today the new. Yeah. yeah, like that shit is just straight up sci-fi. That's Peter Bergeron, Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> that's You know that that it, that shit's out there. Well, I I oh, thought man. it was funny, too, the way that they were talking about, like, Cuba. Do you remember what oh, they said? They were like, God. they were screaming freedom and other anti-government slogans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, freedom is an anti-government It is, slogan. man. Yeah, is I mean, that really is the truth. Is, I think. <laughs> Holy shit. Cuba. It is. What are we saying when we want liberty? We're saying, go fuck yourself, pig. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Also, conversely, government is anti-freedom. It is. A hundred percent, man. Oh, man. Good shit. 
Uh, <laughs> we're going to turn you into an anarchist in no time, buddy. Oh, I, I, well, I, I haven't even there. I haven't convinced Tony yet, but I'm just worried <laughs> for the people there. around me. As lame as that down. sounds, you know, it's like I would be fine. I wouldn't care. It's more of like America. I, I think I think I kind of try to be white pill, but I think that like my heart kind of thinks that we might be it might be kind of over <laughs> the American. Well, here's the thing, man. I, I'll try to give you a white pill right now. All right. Uh, and it's going to be in the shape of a of a black pill. Oh. So we see the writing on the wall. We see that we're all sort of fucked and screwed at this point, right? So what we have... Okay, this is giving us, like, the writing's on the fucking wall. The fucking line has been drawn in the fucking sand, right? And we we have to now, like... You know, we all had our fucking plans and our way of, you know, what we were going to do. We have to do it now. Yeah. That's the white pill. We have to do it now. Whatever we were fucking planning, we have to do it now. We have to do that to take care of our families, to to take care of ourselves, to take care of our communities, to for our future generations. And I'm not saying to be violent in any way, shape, or form because I'm not a violent person. Yeah. But we need to, we need to fucking fight for freedom. And if we do that, I mean, what's the best way to do it, man? I I don't know. Like, I loved what uh, Homie was doing with uh, the thick red line, right? I thought that was fucking awesome. I I want an update on that. I don't know what's going on with that. that? I'll send you a link about it uh, after this. It's a really fascinating thing. Tony, you want to explain it? Yeah, so um, our friend Howard Luckman, he was doing this project where he was trying to talk to sheriffs about basically not enforcing any laws that don't have victims. So that's a really good choke point to stop a lot of this bullshit. And I think he's been pretty successful. I mean, he's been talking to people. There's a lot of small town sheriffs and whatnot who are just like, yeah, I didn't get in this to like fuel a prison industry or enforce whatever cdc laws or whatever that's cool that's that's an interesting concept because you always see honestly small town sheriffs and small counties like act act the most professional and most constitutional right now during this in new mexico we had a few counties and sheriffs that refused to implement mandates of course they cut the ire of the state the floyd new mexico school board i think their whole school board just got suspended by the state or the state's cutting funding due to their uh they ban mask mandates here in a county in New Mexico, but we'll see if it's going to happen because the state's purse are really strong with all these poor counties. A lot of these counties really yeah, need more money. You know, they need to pay so, kids. <laughs> what I find fascinating is what Howard Lickman was saying is like uh, sheriffs have the final say in a lot of places. Like and sheriffs, first of all, are elected which makes them different from yeah. regular police, right? And they have they have the power to arrest the fucking mayor. You know what I mean? In their little jurisdiction. And so they have the right to deputize other people. And if the feds come in, they have the right to stand against them. You know, which is crazy. They can... So sheriffs have a lot the of fucking power. Right? So they're trying to remind sheriffs of, like, what is your line in the sand? Right. Like what kind of law are you willing to enforce and what law are you not? Like, what is it? Like, are we going to arrest people for going to the park without a mask on? Like, are you really ready to do that? Like, is this the country you want to live in? 
You know what I mean? And by by doing that and connecting to that sheriff as a, as a human and trying to talk to him, like, you get a different – instead of, like, attacking the police, being like, A cab, fuck you, fuck you, pig, you know what I mean? That's never going to convince them. Yeah. But if you go to them and you're just like, look, I'm a human being too. Like, I respect you and this is, like, I, I – you know, this is, you know, who you are and I know that you got into this work – like you were elected by the people here. You are accountable to these people around here too. That's the other half of it too, right? They don't want to lose. They want to fucking be the sheriff again. And it's like reminding them like, who are you and why do you do this? And so are you ready to take a stand with us? And I, I think that Howard was having some fucking, some victories in some places, right? It sounded like it. Um, yeah. It seems like. I it. mean, I think it's a fucking awesome idea. I, I'm not holding my breath, unfortunately, but yeah. I really hope that it fucking, it helps at least on a small scale in some places. Like you said, like there's a couple counties that like said no uh, mask mandates or. Yeah. A school board. They tried, but I'm not sure. I actually yeah. didn't follow up on that, but we'll see how it goes. I think most of the state's going to fall into line. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, every victory is a victory, and every loss is just basically the what would have been any. Well, see, exactly, Tony, and that's that's my white pill and the black yeah. pill. It's like we're all fucked if we do nothing. So, and we and we we see that we're going to lose. So, like, we're given this weird opportunity where we're given a fucking like we have to make a hail mary. Are there right? any? Yeah. How about this? Are there any? Is there anybody currently in Congress that you're looking to right now? Like you think is decent? Because I mean, I like Rand Paul, but according like according to anybody, like you can't really paint. It, it seems like it's there's nobody out there on the national stage that you can really go to. It's all about the um, local state. I like a lot of things about Rand Paul. Um, he's also shitty in other ways and he's yeah. a fucking bootlicker and it, like I have my yeah, issues dude. with Rand Paul but is he the fucking best senator that we've ever had in this country probably and he's the best <laughs> senator that we have right now yeah, yeah. holy shit um, I just I don't put a lot of faith in like I mean he's a laughing sock though too like I mean all the people like if people fucking hate him right they, and they really? throw him under the bus and yeah, dude, the left fucking, they oh, yeah, demonized the this yeah. shit. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And it's like, so is he going to actually be able to make any big, like, fundamental changes? Because, like, we, again, we're so politicized that, like, the left is never going to, even if he has said something completely reasonable and it makes sense, they're never going to fucking give him the time of day. So, like, I have a hard time uh, thinking that politics is ever going to be what saves us. Yeah. Um, You're more I think game, again, find your own thing, and yeah, got to be well, dude, within a your lot family. of guys. A lot of guys fucking went to Mexico, dude, because oh, it, because their government is weak. You know what I mean? Like their government is kind of weak, and they're kind of like they're all over the place. Like they, they're I, you know what I mean? They can't focus on too much. So like, there's freedom in places in Mexico. This, that, what's that town that like? Isn't there like a Chiron? Yeah. Chiron, There's a full-on anarchist town, yeah, in Mexico. <laughs> um, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, they kicked out they kicked out all the cartels and then they kicked out all the police and the gangs. That's incredible. <laughs> and because they don't like cartels. So they yeah. kicked all the cartels out, the fucking government too. And and they just have like a fucking self-policing, like like really cool 
like anarchist community out there and um it's thriving and i'm shocked that america is allowing that to happen you know what i mean because like we don't like you're we're giving an example we're letting an example exist in two years to invade that part of mexico with the marines or something due to white threat you know well also that would drive attention there be like okay what's going on over here right now no one knows yeah so it's kind of on the deal for the so yes uh, all right man we are hitting about two hours so <laughs> we can uh you want to tell everybody where they can find you yeah like one more time do you have any last minute plugs or um check out the america unhinged podcast that's everywhere on google spotify deezer I'm trying to get on Apple and Pandora, but that takes a little bit longer. I just started that. There's only two episodes. Uh, Cosmic Rodder at FreeJerry88 on Twitter and Cosmic Radio on YouTube. That's about it. That's where I'm active. And like I said, thank you so much for having me on. I'm just getting started. I appreciate the Twitter. I like I like the Twitter community. People are like really proactive on there. They reach out. You know, it seems to be one spot for the time being that we're allowed to chat. We'll see what happens. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we get banned and uh, censored. You get banned from Twitter yeah. once in a while. I I don't. I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I I do get fucking my wrist slapped though. Oh, like I've had like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Anyway, yeah, Twitter sucks too, but it is fun. There's a lot of yeah. fun people on there for sure. Uh, well, man, we love having you on, and we'll have to have you on again. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much yeah. for having me. I have more to say next time. We'll see. (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) All right.